Good morning, everybody. Uh, this one is going to be is going to meander a lot, and it's going to be part of the broader scope of JS Wonders. I've done a lot of stuff that's very psychological content, and I wanted to speak something that's more on humanity and um, maybe a social affliction, an affliction on society, a sort of stain on society that goes on. Um, as a therapist and also as a father of a two-year-old and a five-year-old, and um, my wife often works on Sundays because I work on Saturdays. My wife works on Sundays because she's a real estate agent. Essentially, my calendar is <clears throat> get up, do the morning routine, feed kids, get my daughter to school, see clients, come into the office, see clients. Um as soon as I get home, it's bedtime routine, baths, and put kids down, and then generally I go to bed. I might read for 15 minutes, and then I fall asleep, and I get up and do it all over again. And then um, on my days off, I generally have the kids or one child. So there isn't anything super intense at any one point, although sometimes... Um, as a trauma therapist, sometimes the, the cases of severe trauma will build up. And so there's some pretty heavy content that I deal with during the day. And then the, the schedule is a little relentless. So sometimes I get worn down, not necessarily physically, like I'm getting more sleep than when my kids were infants. But sort of emotionally, psychologically, uh, I have times where I haven't really managed my self-care and and stuff builds up, right? There's a pace. I'm super lucky that my business, uh, that my practice is really busy. I'm super grateful for that. It supports my family, but also sometimes it just builds up and you don't have control over that. And sometimes I'm just like existentially weary really tired, exhausted, a little bit heavy emotionally, or maybe a lot heavy emotionally. And where my office is, there are any number of unhoused folks. And here is a lesson for me, for us all. Um, occasionally you see folks who are unhoused who have been so beaten up by life that psychologically they've been broken. They've become their circumstance. You can see that the reality testing is not there. You can see that they're really not okay. Um, the only conversations they have are out loud with themselves. And by the way, when they do that, that's because nobody else talks to them and they have to use their relating muscles. Like we all need to relate and they just relate to what whatever's in their head. So it might look crazy, but in fact, they're coping with, being totally isolated because no one uh, at this point will relate to them. So it's a really sad thing um, when you see that. But um, it's really interesting. Every once in a while, I've sort of made it a rule. Like many of them don't want to be addressed. And so I leave them alone. And also I'm on the way into the office and um a lot of times I don't have time, but every once in a while, someone will have a sort of an open face and I, I just make it a practice to look at them and just say good morning. And as one human being address another human being. And sometimes you get like 
downcast eyes and sort of a mumbled good morning. And sometimes you get this startlingly present face. And uh, I really enjoy just saying, hey, you know, how's it going? It's probably a stupid question, right? It looks like maybe it's not going so well. But uh, just to have a chat. And it's interesting that the couple times I've been like really worn down to nothing. Like I'm just like a little desperate to take a step back from all of my roles and responsibilities. There have been a couple of unhoused folks, which is very open faces. You know, for example, it happened this morning. And so I just said, hey, good morning. And um, it was just sort of the request of like, hey, would you mind buying me a coffee? Yeah, sure. Like there's a really good coffee place right next to my office and they have breakfast food. And, and you know, I said, hey, you know, would you like to breakfast? Usually I'll try to get breakfast and lunch to hand off. And it always really strikes me. A, first of all, there's gratitude that comes, right? When I'm buying coffee and breakfast for someone, you know, who's struggling in that way. And I don't know how long it's been since they ate or, you know, even just had a human kindness. But what really, really strikes me is how much richness and benefit I get, not from the um, thank you for the food or whatever, but from how genuine and authentic people are who have been beaten down, who have suffered, right? So for example, this morning, you know, I introduced myself and offered, you know, hey, you know, by breakfast or whatever, and then just sort of chatted. And the guy told me his name and, and just really looked me right in the face and was like, thank you for talking to me. I, I feel like so full of crap because it's like people that we have allowed and stood by while they have been beaten down and unhoused and I shouldn't even talk about them beaten down to nothing. Like, it's not nothing. We're not doing them a favor. We're acting to mitigate something that we have all benefited. We've all benefited from the system that destroyed them. And we're sitting here enjoying the system that helped destroy them. And I'm not anti-capitalism, I'm not anti-society, I'm not anti-business. But as a therapist, I know and I have worked in communities um, with, with homeless populations and people struggling, really struggled, who have struggled their whole lives. And I can tell you that the, the stories that the rest of us can't even imagine the excruciating levels of suffering that those people have gone through. And there are all these narratives of like, oh, you know, yeah, there was this one lady and I saw her begging and then she drove away in a BMW and she probably takes in seven or $800. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's some jack off who's taking advantage of the system. But you telling yourself that story 
is you excusing yourself from having to face the fact that 99% of those folks are just regular human beings who live through an excruciating level of lack and abuse and misery and suffering who simply did not get the experience or, or have the resources that enable someone's nervous system to develop and allowed them to interact with society and to learn a set of skills, just the ability to be present with another human being and interact in a way that builds into, oh, then I can maybe go to a junior college and then maybe I can develop this skill set and then I can get a job. And that job is going to be enough to pay for an apartment in a place like Los Angeles, where the smallest apartment costs minimum $2,500 for a single, for a, a um, studio, not even necessarily in a nice area of town. Most of those people simply did not have a sliver of a chance and have ended up there because um, they're not some person taking advantage of the fact of people's generosity. So we tell ourselves these narratives. Trust me, if you're one of the people telling yourself that narrative, you're doing it to make yourself feel better. You're doing it to avoid the tragedy and the sadness that would come if you as a genuine human being understood that there are masses, hundreds of thousands, millions of people who have been so psychologically and emotionally destroyed by their experiences who have never even had half a sliver of a chance. Because if you do give humans a sliver of a chance, they will take it and run. They will take it and run. They will take it and run. I know I have a successful practice based on this, that if you can find some sliver of a window of a chance and you can go, hey, what about this? You will see people light up and you will see this drive to make something and to live and to thrive and to experience joy and to make something of their lives. If you see that not happening, it's because that person has never been offered that or something really, really, really has gone askew. There may be spiritual issues. So to come back to the experience that I was talking through, it's always really shocking to me, surprising to me, the massive benefit that I receive. Maybe it shouldn't be surprising. That's my own arrogance. Why wouldn't it be a benefit to me that this person will trust me. Believe me, there are lots of unhoused who don't trust anybody. That this person will look at me, look at my face and go, this person said good morning. And this, again, these are not the type of people who have the sign up and are like, oh, please, you know, like, and not, no, nothing against that either. But those people are like sort of pushing, pushing, pushing. They've developed this coping skill. These are people who literally went and connected. And in the moment of connection and faces meeting and human to human contact went, I'm going to ask like, will you help me? I'm receiving way more, like, what? Like, it cost me $20 to buy a coffee and a, a lunch and a breakfast at the same time for someone to hand it to them. It took 10 minutes. But first of all, what I receive in the expansion of my humanity, 
right? As I get tired, my brain starts limiting and I start becoming more and more of just my role. Well, I'm a therapist. Well, I need to help them. This is my job. I'm a dad. Well, I'm going to drive my child to school. I go to like, I'm a husband. Like you become limit. You start you, the, your way of being in the world becomes more and more narrow, more and more narrow. At that moment, my capability of like seeing a human is not uh, a brownie point for me. It literally takes me, my ossified, narrowed state of being and expands it again. And as I recognize like, oh, like just human, just human. And this just human trusted me and looked me in the face and said hi to me and said, hey, you know, thank you for talking to me. And not in an obsequ obsequious way, but just like human to human, like, hey, like that meant something to me. And then I try to tell them, like, I explained to the guy, like, maybe <laughs> he didn't want to hear it. You know, I'm a therapist. My office is across the street. And sometimes I get way too in my head. And I'm, I actually really appreciated. Sometimes I'm like out of my car, I go straight into the office. And it's like, believe me, it helped me. Like, I really appreciated getting to connect to a human and get out of my head because I get too much stuff in my head. Um, and maybe they don't believe me, but it's a fact that that moment, that 10 minutes just like undoes the rigidity of my roles. And the, I'm still tired, right? And a little bit worn out, a little bit beat down. But it gives me back the unfettered, my own unfettered humanity seeing someone else's unfettered humanity, my own unfettered humanity. Um, you can look at it any way you want, right? In Buddhism, it's like seeing the spark of the divine, seeing the spark of presence of life in another can only happen from the your own spark of presence in life. Um, I'm going to murder the quote. I was raised Christian, but I, I haven't <clears throat> read for a long time. But, you know, Jesus said something like, you know, as you have done unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done unto me. And a lot of people can create some arrogance out of that. And indeed it has, maybe it's cooked in there with the word, the least of these. But I don't think that it's what it means that those people are the least, right? Meaning people who in all appearances for this system, this four-dimensional system in which we compete for resources and some people do well and they figure it out and they have enough psychologically, emotionally to do really well and to receive a lot of benefit from this system. You know, there are people who don't. If we call them the least of these, you know, then to receive grace, to be in a state of grace, you must truly see their grace. And that's not an act of like, oh, I'm sanctimonious. It's like, no, 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 you don't get it. <laughs> You're lucky. When you have, when I have that moment, I'm lucky. That does so much more for me. I'm lucky. I'm lucky that person looked me in the face and chose to say, good morning when I said good morning and trusted me and said, do you think you could help me with a coffee or breakfast? 
I was given back a softer, fuller human state for me to come into work, for me to let go of all the rigidity and the ossification of the roles, et cetera, et cetera. This is not the first time I've had that kind of experience. So it's very interesting. Um, I highly recommend it for unhoused or for whomever, or maybe it's a billionaire that you run into. Trust me, there is no human being on the face of the planet who does not sometimes struggle desperately because the things that really matter are not things that you can necessarily solve with resources, with those kinds of resources. Certainly it can make life more convenient, but as we know, convenience doesn't solve everything. So just wanted to share that today. It's a little bit more in the broader scope of JS Wonders, but uh, I'm happy to talk through that, happy to share with you guys, and I hope you have a great day. Take care.